Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. As you know, we put in a ton of time and effort to make each of our shows as valuable as we can. If you find the information useful, please share this podcast with a friend by emailing it to them or sharing this on the social media site of your choice. The vast majority of people that we meet with typically have no clue about survivor benefits. And most people don't find out exactly how they work until they're ready to retire. And the thing about choosing these benefits, once you choose them, typically they're irrevocable, which means they can never be changed. So what do you do to protect each other in the event that one of you pass away early in retirement, especially if those pension checks or Social Security checks are needed to pay even basic monthly expenses? Today we're going to share with you some of the basics of how pensions work and how the survivor benefits work, as well as with Social Security, and some planning options you might want to consider with your insurance or financial professional. First of all, let's talk about how survivor benefits work when it comes to a pension. Typically, there are two types of benefits. One is a single life benefit that usually will pay the highest benefit amount available, but those benefits end when that single life ends. So if you're the pension beneficiary, if you select that option, let's just say for the sake of discussion, it might be $1,000 a month. The month you die, those pension checks stop. Then you have joint and survivor benefits. So monthly benefits continue as long as your survivor or your spouse continues to live. So you don't leave them with no income whatsoever. Now, if you're married and you select a single life benefit, your spouse will have to sign a waiver of consent to give up that benefit. And most people have never taken the time to think about just how valuable that pension benefit might be, especially in today's low interest rate environments. So if you think about it, if you were to put money in a CD today, how much money would you need to create $500 or $1,000 or even $2,000 a month? It's quite a significant sum. So those pension benefits are very valuable and a very important part of someone's retirement income needs. So it's important that you carefully plan, and the sooner you plan on how you're going to deal with those benefits, the better position you might be in. Now, we talked about how most people wait until retirement before they figure out which benefit they're going to apply for. And if you try to get the information about what the options might be well prior to retirement, let's say 10 years before retirement or even 20 years before retirement, you might have some challenges in even getting the information on the projections because there's a common attitude that you don't need to deal with that until you're close to retirement. So what's the point? Well, the point is planning ahead of time. Now, one thing that's important to understand is what happens if you die prior to retirement? Are you vested in that pension? Are there benefits that we can consider having? Will they be delayed till a certain age? All those things are important to understand, especially when you're looking at protecting each other with life insurance in the event of a premature death. Another thing that's important to consider is most pension plans, and if you look at Social Security benefits... Those statements typically are just reflecting the single life option. So if you're looking at benefits that are much greater based on not leaving anything for a spouse, that might not be a realistic presumption that that money is going to be enough to take care of things because when one spouse dies, you could be in a serious predicament. Now let me give you an example of several clients that I'd worked with a while back that all worked for the school system. They were all retired school teachers all about the same age. And they all retired around 60 to 65, and all of them decided to have a survivor benefit 
that only lasted 15 years because there's many different options that you can pick. So what they did is they picked an option where the pension would last as long as the worker, but the survivor benefit would only last for 15 years from the point that they elected it. So in other words, if they would have died in the first year, the payments would continue for 14 years. Well, they all kind of got together and talked about it and said, well, we don't know of anybody who's made it much past 80. So if we do a 15-year guarantee that puts us to about age 80, who's going to need money long after that? Well, when I started working with them, they were all in their late 70s. Everybody was still alive and well, and all of them were very concerned for their spouses. And the spouses were especially concerned because not only were they going to be facing potentially no pension checks, but also maybe losing a Social Security check. So when I looked through their circumstances, many of these folks were receiving pensions of between 2000 and 2500 a month, and many of them had Social Security checks of about $1,000 a month that they might have been losing. So they're going from a retirement income of somewhere around forty-five dollars to $50,000 a year to a survivor going down to $18,000 a year and just one Social Security check providing that income. So it's really important to understand the impact when one spouse dies. Another thing that's important to understand, I talked about earlier, the economic value of this lifetime income. A lot of times people may have an option of a lump sum distribution in lieu of the pension benefits. Well, this is something really important to consider as well. I remember a while back when my dad was considering retiring, he had a pension check that was actually somewhere around 1800 to $2,000 a month. And the lump sum option was $37,000, and he retired at age 62. Well, in today's interest rates, with $37,000, if you start drawing $1,800 a month, those monthly checks aren't going to last too long. So you want to be careful and sit down with your insurance or financial professional, make sure that you understand the impact or the value of giving up a pension by taking the lump sum option. Another thing to consider is what happens if someone dies before they elect the pension options? Well, there's three very common types of elections that people can select, and there's a whole bunch of different ones. Again, you want to sit down and make sure you understand each of those calculations and how they will work for you. But typically, as we talked about earlier in the show, there's a 100% option where you get 100% of the pension defined benefit amount and then zero for a surviving spouse. Another option that's fairly popular usually works out to be somewhere around 85 or 90% of the total pension, and then the survivor gets 50% of that amount. So let's just use an example. If your pension amount is $1,000 a month and zero for the spouse, if you elect to take $850 a month, your spouse would get 50% of that or $425. Then there's another option, which is a 100% survivorship option. That might be something like $700 a month, and if you die, then the spouse would continue to get that $700 a month. So what is this? It's really a type of life insurance. And one thing you want to make sure of is to compare whether or not you're better off taking a survivorship option through the pension program and whether or not you want to insure in case of premature death. So let me give you an example where that might be appropriate. If prior to 
selecting a pension, if you check into your pension options and find out what happens if you die too soon before retirement, a lot of retirement plans that I've seen have defaulted to the 50% survivorship option is all that the spouse was eligible for, and they were not eligible to receive that until you reached the earliest pension age or would have reached the earliest pension age in which you would have been eligible for benefits. So let me just give you an example. Let's say you have a pension that says you are able to start receiving benefits at age 62. Well, when you would have turned 62 is the point when your survivor is now able to take that reduced pension amount. So it's really key that if pensions are an important part of your overall retirement, that you understand how those benefits work. Because if something happens to you, not only are you not receiving any more pension credits for your surviving spouse, but you've also lost all that income leading up to the point where you are going to be ready to retire. So it's something you may want to consider is making sure that the insurance you have is adequate not only for your present needs, but also for funding your retirement in the event of a dramatically reduced pension. The other thing to consider is with the Social Security as well. If you look at the benefits that you and your spouse are eligible for, if one of you dies, the survivor can elect the more lucrative Social Security check or go on the bigger check. Now, there are some strategies for maximizing what Social Security benefits will be available, but that's a little bit too much to go into for today's program. Simply put, you can count on the smaller of the two checks going away. So again, if that's an important part of your retirement planning, many of the clients that we meet with are really dependent on both of those Social Security checks. And having one of the spouses die too soon usually leaves a surviving spouse into somewhat of a financial dilemma with a shortfall and puts them in a tough situation. Now, one thing we've been doing with a lot of clients is setting up a permanent life insurance policy to deal with that lost Social Security check. So for example, if that Social Security check was $1,000 a month, we might look at two hundred fifty dollars to $300,000 of permanent life insurance on each spouse. That way, if one of them dies, there's a lump sum of money that could be set up to generate or replace a portion of that Social Security check, or possibly even all, depending on how that money is set aside. Another popular option with a lot of clients, too, is just a side note, is putting a linked benefit on there, which provides access to that death benefit in the event of long-term care. Well, what's nice about this is if a spouse dies early in retirement, that means we have the risk of a lot of future Social Security checks being lost. But if both spouses live a long and healthy life, and now they're in their 90s or hundreds even, we're not so worried necessarily about lost future Social Security checks, but long-term care becomes more of an issue. So this can help provide some support in paying for things like home health care, skilled nursing care, as well as assisted living. Again, something you want to talk to your insurance professional about whether or not any of those options might fit in your current circumstances. Well, the same thing can be true of a pension. We can use life insurance to help protect a surviving spouse. So one thing we might do is if we're going to pick survivorship options at retirement, and if we have to settle for a reduced benefit between now and retirement, maybe a term policy might be appropriate. And with term insurance costs today, it might be a very realistic option that doesn't set you back too far and is very affordable in your circumstance. 
where imagine if all of a sudden that check is half for the next 30, 40 years for your surviving spouse, that might be a little bit more of a financial burden than the small price you might pay for a term policy. And what's interesting, we had Marv Feldman from the Life Foundation, and they did a survey through LIMRA and discovered that most people, when they are asked how much life insurance is, the average is they predict it's three times more expensive than it truly is. So it's something you definitely want to talk about in how to protect each other and your future income. Now we're going to take a short break and we come back some final thoughts and some planning ideas that you might want to consider for survivorship income purposes. If you want more information on this program from your real wealth professional, just click the More Information button so they know to contact you. Welcome back as we continue our discussion on survivorship benefits and some considerations that you might want to think about. Recently, I saw an article by the Women's Institute for Secure Retirement. They talk about women, on average, live five years longer than men, and widows and widowers are over three times more likely to be poor as older married couples. And I got to say, I can reiterate this because without proper planning, when one spouse passes away, if they haven't taken into consideration survivorship income needs in their planning process, whether it's how they elect their pension options, what they've done with life insurance, they could be in a pretty serious predicament. I know there's the old adage that two can live as cheaply as one, but one can't live on half the income of those two. So it's not too early to start this planning. Another thing to be thinking about, too, is when it comes time to elect those options, a lot of people have the tendency to just take the bigger check without really understanding the impact to a survivor. And a lot of times, even with the waiver or spousal consent, a lot of spouses have this attitude, like, well, let's just take the money and run because I'm not going to live that long anyway. If you're going to take the option of life only, let's make sure there's proper insurance in place to replace some potentially lost needed income. In this case, insurance is equally as important as it is when you might be raising kids because you're insuring that paycheck. Think of that pension as a paycheck because if you pass away, the paycheck stops. Or if you elect an option which gives a reduced paycheck to your surviving spouse, again, that's where life insurance becomes really important. Now, sometimes life insurance can be very, very expensive, and you may be much better off taking the survivorship option. But in some cases, the survivorship option is a very expensive option with the amount of reduction you might need to take to provide survivorship benefits. In some cases, the insurance may be a bargain. So again, it's something you want to do some planning ahead of time, and it's never too soon to plan. If you get this information 10 years prior to retirement, you may find that the life insurance is a lot more affordable than waiting till just before you retire. Also, health conditions, as your health changes, that's going to impact how much the insurance costs are. So I've always told my clients it's not too soon to plan the right retirement pension option. Some advantages that insurance would have over the pension amount is what happens if the spouse dies first and not the pension beneficiary? Well, if you've already selected a survivor option and you're already in retirement, nothing happens unless you have a pop-up provision, and that's something that's very rare. 
So in most cases, what happens is if you've already taken a reduced benefit to provide survivorship benefits for your spouse and your spouse dies first, you're still going to have a reduced pension for the rest of your life. So one advantage of using life insurance is if the spouse dies first, you don't need to carry the life insurance anymore, or you may look at carrying the life insurance to provide other benefits for your surviving children or grandchildren. So it gives you a little bit of flexibility where a pension, once you lock in, as we talked about earlier in the show, it's irrevocable. Now, this is a very confusing topic, and it is something that is imperative that if you're eligible for a pension or if Social Security is going to be an important part of your overall retirement income needs, you need to sit down with your advisor and come up with a plan of how to best take care of what happens when one of you passes away. Have you provided enough benefits for the survivor that they can continue to have a comfortable retirement? So be very careful of getting lunchroom advice. Make sure you crunch the numbers for yourself in your own specific situation and make sure that you have a plan that best takes care of both of you. Thanks for joining us this week and tune in again next week as we explore another phase of the real wealth process. And remember, if anything you heard in today's show you'd like to get more information about, contact your Real Wealth Advisor. Also, if you feel that any of this information will be helpful to a friend or family member, just click the Forward to a Friend button. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. We've got additional information and links in our show notes, which you can click on to learn more. If you have any questions about any of the topics covered or would like to learn more, you can go to our website, www.myprisminsurance.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Call us at 951-243-2800 or email me directly at prob at myprisminsurance.com. The email is in the show notes as well. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful week.